Welcome back to the Southern Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, and today is Prediction Saturday for Week 14. You know the drill. On every Saturday, we go through every NFL game, and I give my prediction for who I think is going to win. But yeah, for this week, we are going to start off a little different. I do want to talk about Thursday night football because the Rams came out and beat the Patriots 24-3, which uh, looking back, I predicted the Patriots to win because I thought they'd be able to force turnovers. I thought Bill Belichick would have McVay and Goff's number again. They did not because, well, the Rams, (laughs) because, well, the Rams defense did better than the Patriots defense. They, 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 they were the ones forcing the turnovers and Cam Akers for the Rams had a monster, monster day, averaging six yards to carry rushing for 171 yards, which is something that just does not happen against the Patriots. So Cam, Cam Newton did not have a great day. Um, Bill Belichick has Bill Belichick has came out and said that Cam will remain the will remain the starting quarterback. And I think what we saw here is just the Patriots' inconsistencies. I, I think a lot of people, including myself, got a little too high on the Patriots. Got a little bit too, you know, bought into the team. That's still, you know, like looking at this roster. They have Cam Newton, Damian Harris, and uh, well, Jacoby Myers. Which I mean, I mean, no disrespect to those guys, but that's not a very powerful offense. And then on defense, they have some really good guys, but well, they're gonna have off days. And this was simply one of those off days where the Rams, their defense showed up, and their rushing game showed up. Jared, Jared, Jared Goff did not have a great day, but he didn't need to. So. So I do say good for the Rams. Patriots, they're out of it now. Like unless all like unless the Raiders plus the uh the Ravens lose this weekend, like the I like the Patriots are just simply out of it. But uh yeah, moving on to the predictions. Let's start off with Titans versus the Jaguars. Last week the Titans suffered a very a very weird loss where they were down by I forgot how many points at halftime but they were losing by a shit ton and then they tried to come back but it was just simply too little too late as the Jaguars last week they have been very competitive in a lot of games but well they were not competitive enough as they lost to the Vikings in overtime so what I think is going to happen this game the Jaguars are a bottom tier defense in basically every major category. The Titans have a perfect opportunity for a bounce back game having Derrick Henry and AJ Brown show out this weekend. I I do I do expect this game to be competitive though. 3 of the Jaguars' last four games have been one-possession games versus playoff teams. I expect that streak to continue tomorrow. Titans win during a close one, but a big Derrick Henry day. Moving on, Vikings versus the Buccaneers. The Vikings, now a playoff team sitting at 6-6 six and six and also sitting at the 7th seed in the NFC, have their toughest test in over a month versus... The 7-5 Tampa Bay team coming off of a bye week. 
Tampa has statistically the best rushing defense in the NFL, and they're playing Dalvin Cook, who you can argue is the best running back in the league. Tampa has lost two straight against playoff teams by a total margin of six points, those teams being the Rams and the Chiefs. Tampa really needs this win. I think Tampa needs this win for confidence and morale. If if they lose this game, and let's just say the Cardinals win, then well, the Buccaneers, Vikings, and Cardinals are all sitting at seven and six, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are looking like, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are looking like they can potentially miss the playoffs. But uh, Minnesota has been in a lot of close games here recently. Basically, all of their games in the last five, six weeks have been one possession games. They've been very, very close. But I do think we see Minnesota fall this week. Their main shining point on offense, with the exception of Justin Jefferson, who has been who has been torching the league, Dalvin Cook is playing the best rush defense coming off of a bye week. That does not spell success to me. They have had a they, they have had a really good run, but Tampa with all that talent coming off of a bye week. I, I think they win through pure offensive force and scoring a boatload of points. Moving on to the Chiefs versus the Dolphins. The Dolphins could very well need a could need a win this week because this is a very competitive AFC race. As I alluded to, as I alluded to earlier, the Dolphins and Colts both both sit in the playoffs, but they're also both eight and four. At the eighth and ninth seed, you have the Raiders and the Ravens, who sit at seven and five. This is a very tight race for the last two wild card spots, and the Dolphins are in that race, and they kind of need a win to to know stay in that race but they're playing the chiefs they're playing they are playing the defending champs with a potential future goat on their hands and uh tyree kill has been torching everyone recently if the dolphins are going to win this game they will need their pass defense and their offense to step up and luckily they have the best cornerback this season and Xavier Howard, and they have a fantastic turnover-forcing front seven to back it up. What the Dolphins also need is Tua and the offense to have a stellar performance very, very similar to the Cardinals' win. They need Miles Gaskin to have a big day. I, I don't think they can beat the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes purely through Tua throwing the ball. I think Miles Gaskin is going to need a big day. I don't see the Dolphins offense being able to keep up with this Chiefs team unless the the unless the Miami defense forces like three to four turnovers, and that simply will never happen to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win, but but if Tua and the offense does get rolling, this game is a coin flip to me. Because I think the Dolphins defense has the scheme. And I think they're talented enough to contain the Chiefs offense. Moving on to the Broncos versus the Path. A, the Broncos versus the Panthers, a game with no playoff implications. If Christian McCaffrey was in this game, the Panthers would win pretty easily. I think this game will be won through the air, so that means Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. 
The Broncos secondary has been underrated this season, but now without AJ Boye due to PED use, some some of the Broncos guys will have to step up versus a good wide receiver duo and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. And can that happen? I don't think so. Teddy Bridgewater can do enough to beat out Drew Locke. Panthers win this game due to AJ Boye being out. And I think they're more likely to force turnovers. I think Drew Locke is more likely to make to make mistakes. Moving on to another game with no playoff implications. I'll make it quick. Texans versus the Bears. The Bears pass defense has been slowly crumbling. They allowed 41 points to Green Bay and just over 400 yards passing to Matthew Stafford. And when you look at the Texans, the Texans aren't a great team. But um, this, but I do believe that Deshaun Watson would be a strong MVP candidate if, if he was on a winning team. I think the Texans win this game because Deshaun Watson is that good. And this may be the nail in the coffin for Matt Nagy because this would expect this would extend the losing streak to what seven games i don't know i wish i knew off the top top of my head but i don't but yeah i have the texans winning this game if deshaun watson can almost beat the colts just one faulty snap away from beating the colts then yeah then yeah they they can most certainly beat the bears who don't have an offense moving on to the cardinals versus the giants a game with a lot of playoff implications both of these teams need a win this week to either get back into the playoffs because the Dolphins currently sit sit at the eighth seed. Plus, you know, we know that either one of the Buccaneers or the Vikings are going to lose this week, obviously, because they play each other. Or the Giants can try to separate themselves in the NFC East because they already have the tiebreaker. Why not add another game against to further the lead against Washington. With Kenyon Drake, DeAndre Hopkins, and Daniel Jones all expected to play tomorrow, this game should be not fun to watch, but it should be bearable to watch. The Cardinals currently are sitting on a three-game losing streak, and they're playing a team with a defense that is killing it here recently, holding Russell Wilson to a mere 12 points, and the Giants are also sitting on a four-game winning streak. The Giants defense is going to have to carry this team. We know that. That's There is no secret there because Daniel Jones and the Giants offense is not a strong one. The Cardinals, the Cardinals offense needs to be efficient. Three turnovers in the last two games is not going to cut it at all. I like what Joe Judge and the Giants are doing, and I expect them to continue their win streak. I think the Giants win this game. I think the Cardinals being banged up. The Giants are going to go out there and have another great defensive performance. Very similar to the Seattle game. So, uh, yeah. Moving on to the Cowboys versus the Bengals. This is going to be probably the shittiest game to watch all season. So, I'll make this one quick. The Cowboys will win because the Bengals have Brandon Allen at quarterback. And, well, the Cowboys don't have... They're, they don't have Brandon Allen at starting quarterback, but do start Giovanni Bernard in fantasy. Expect a big day from him. Moving on to another major playoff game. That's the Colts versus the Raiders. This game 
is basically for the seventh seed in the playoffs. This is a huge game because let's just say it comes down to it week 16, week 17. This, I, I do believe that this tiebreaker right here could be the deciding factor for who makes the playoffs. So who do I think will win? Well, what have you done for me recently? The Raiders, they got blown out by the Falcons and then they were one horrible defensive play call from losing to the Jets. So I'm not too confident with this Raiders team, but not so fast about the Colts. They almost lost to a Texans team that doesn't have a defense. So the Colts, they're not doing too much either, and they also got blown out by the Titans. Both of these teams could use a big win this week, but but who do I think will get it? I think the Colts defense and Phillip Rivers is more fit for this situation than I than than I believe Derek Carr is. And the same with the Raiders defense. So I do have the Colts winning this game because I think the Colts are more likely to make a really good playoff run than than the Raiders. The Raiders have just been too shaky for me to bet on. They've been too inconsistent. I mean I mean you could say kind of the same about the Colts. But the Colts are losing to teams like the Ravens, the Titans, though it's like those are other playoff contenders when the Raiders are losing to teams like the Falcons and almost the Jets, who are not playoff contenders. So I believe in the Colts more than I do than the Raiders this game. Moving on to the Jets versus the Seahawks, the Seahawks win. Moving on to the Packers versus the Lions, the Packers win. And I do believe that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones will all have big games this week. So if you do have those guys in fantasy, start them. I don't think the Lions stand a chance unless Stafford throws for 500 and DeAndre Swift, who who is currently expected to play, runs runs for 100. Moving on to the Falcons versus the Chargers. Anthony Lynn told this team two weeks ago, I believe that they're not going to make it to the playoffs. So, you know, like you're out of it. You might as well just play for each other. Then then they lost by 45. That leaves a huge question mark for me about Justin Herbert right now. How does he bounce back? Because he's not playing a good Falcons defense. He's actually playing a really bad Falcons pass defense. So how does Justin Herbert, a guy who I've been very high on, bounce back? I don't know. And that's what's holding me back from picking the the Chargers to win this game because I think the Falcons are more reliable. They're not a great team, but well, but you know, we got a rookie quarterback coming off of an embarrassing game and you know, how are they going to bounce back? I don't know. It could be bad. It could be great. You just got to sit back and see, but as of right now, I'm choosing the Falcons. Moving on to Washington versus the 49ers. This game's going to be awesome. This, this is probably going to be my favorite game to watch this week because Washington doesn't have an offense, but, you know, they have a great defense. The 49ers, they don't have an offense, but, you know, they have a great defense. This is going to be kind of bad football in all of its best ways. So which offense do I think can score 14 points? I think Washington can, can do it because I think Alex Smith and his veteran presence will just feed J.D. McKissick. And I expect Terry 
Terry McLaurin to have a very good bounce back game because he was relatively quiet versus the Steelers. So I do expect Washington to carry their to carry their momentum and go six and seven. I mean, and advance to six and seven. Moving on to the Saints versus the Eagles. You must think I'm an idiot if you think I'm going to bet for a rookie QB and his first start playing against Sean Payton and Taysom Hill, which is basically just an upgraded, which basically just an upgraded version of Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts, especially against the Saints pass rush, which has proven themselves to be top three, top five in the league. Let's say if the Saints pass rush, Cameron Jordan and uh, Hendrickson, I forgot his first name, let's just say they get to Jalen Hurts early. This one could be a blowout. It could be a blowout. I don't see this one ending pretty for the Eagles. I have the Saints winning this one big. Moving on to the Sunday night matchup. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting at 11-1 versus the Buffalo Bills sitting at 9-3. After suffering their first loss of the season, Pittsburgh has also lost pass coverage guys in, in, excuse me, in cornerback Joe Hayden and inside linebacker Robert Spillane, one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL right now. Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, and Devin Singletary are all going to have great games. Stephon Diggs will have a good game. Pittsburgh is getting Steven Nelson back, so he'll be able to keep up with Stephon Diggs. But th- but I do believe that Josh Allen, Cole Beasley, and Devin Singletary will have big days because Hell, Pittsburgh doesn't really have someone to guard Cole Beasley and no one to guard Devin Singletary now with Robert Spillane out. Like we saw it happen uh during the Washington game where they just kept feeding J they just kept feeding JD McKissick because Vince Williams is not a coverage linebacker. He's simply not. We don't have a coverage linebacker right now. And um that's why I think the Bills will score a bunch of points. So so then that begs the question. Can Pittsburgh's offense keep up with a Bills offense that is already performing? I think they can, but it would require Pittsburgh to control the time of possession through a big James Conner day. James Conner is coming back for Sunday night's game. Um, I think Pittsburgh's offense will be good despite two rough games, but the Bills offense will simply be too much for a banged up Steelers pass defense. I think the Bills win in a close one, and Josh Allen of officially finds his way into the MVP race, kind of, kind of nudging his way in with a uh, with a uh, Rodgers and Mahomes. Moving on to the Monday night matchup, a big matchup: Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Both of these teams are playoff contenders. Big, big, big game for the AFC North. For the Browns to be considered a Super Bowl contender, to me, I think they need to win this game. They look very good at 9-3. and three. They look very good. But will they continue to be the Ravens and the Steelers' little brother? We saw week one, the Ravens beat them by a million points. And I forgot the week Pittsburgh played them, but they beat them by a million points. The Ravens just had a huge rushing game versus Dallas, which definitely got the morale up. So that does give me confidence in this team. The Browns are also coming off of a huge Baker Mayfield performance and are currently to a four-game winning streak. So, do the Browns break the little brother stigma this game? I don't think they will. I think Baltimore's great defense will will be able to to like kind of contain the Browns' ground and pr- pound attack enough to force Baker to throw 
and that's where I think Baltimore can get turnovers. I think this will be a great game, though the Browns defense will play well, and they will contain the Ravens rushing game, but I think they'll let a few big plays slip. I expect a good game from Lamar Jackson. I expect one, excuse me, at least one to two, maybe three big plays, but I see this game going the way that the Colts-Ravens game went like a month or so back when the final score was 24 to 10 and the Ravens defense really showed out. So that's how I expect this game to go. I do think the Ravens will win. That's going to do it for me today on this Prediction Saturday. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends. If not, share it with your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Stuttering Sports Guy and Twitter at Stuttering Prods. That's Stuttering P-R-O-D-S. I hope you enjoyed. I'll be back on Headline Monday. And uh, yeah, yeah, have a great day.